Hello, hello. How's everybody doing out there? Talking shit. That's right. We're talking shit on a Tuesday, the weekly show, 8 o'clock every week. The main show that where we talk about what's been going on in the automotive industry, news, you know, uh, what do you call it? Um, gossip or whatever. But today I wanted to talk about something that's been on my mind for a little bit about the horsepower wars. See, I'm 45 years old. So I remember back in the, I want to say late 90s or mid 90s, you would hear about the glory days, the golden era of horsepower, which was the 60s, the muscle car era, where where Dodge, Oldsmobile, uh, Chevy, and Ford all had Billy Badass variants of what they would call, you know, the, the, the 400 plus horsepower, big block, gasoline prices weren't an issue, they just stuffed big motors in whatever, they even did some homologation stuff where you just kind of build 1500 of the cars just to make the car legal to race somewhere, and they can tell, similar to the GTD that the Mustang that Ford is putting out there, that Multimatic is building, by the way, they're losing, so that's where they want to leave the Australian Supercar Championship, but forget about that. So in modern times, which automotive manufacturer, domestic, dom- let's stick to domestic because I don't want to drag a bunch of homos in here from BMW, Nissan, and all this stuff. Y'all can play in your own sandbox. I'm talking domestic, the big three. Which one of them won the horsepower war, but then which one won the modifying war? Which of the three were, let's just say, adopted? by the aftermarket and have run ridiculous times and i'll make the case that one of them won the horsepower wars when you look back in time and i think it was similar see because i didn't grow up in the 60s maybe dodge at the time with all of their hemis in the 60s in everything in the barracuda in a charger in a daytona you name it maybe they won the horsepower wars but back then which platform was being modified the most and kicking people's ass on the street and the track? We'll talk about it because then then I have another prediction that came true and I just remembered it when I was looking up stuff to talk about this show. We'll talk about it, but not before Mr. Bill O'Reilly says hello. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. It does suck, Bill. You're always right. All right, let's get two auto solutions. Ryan that on two auto solution in Puerto Rico, selling his Corvette. I don't know if he sold it yet. Works on late model stuff, Chevy, Dodge, and Ford in Caguas, Puerto Rico. Race Motive has a really nifty roll situation going on in the Poconos. Check them out on Instagram. Race Motive. Dean have performance paid his bill. That guy is consistent as fuck. The online parts house representative of the show, DNHabFormance.com. If you want to buy any parts, go to DNHabFormance.com. Partform, partform.com. I haven't heard shit about the car yet, but Rob is out there getting the cotton all jacked up. I don't know what what machine picks up the cotton. (laughs) Cockperformance, cockperformance.com. Cockperformance on Instagram. UltimateHeader, UltimateHeader.com. UltimateHeader on Instagram. And, of course, he hit me up at telling me what gun to buy. P-Mass, Nick James and P-Mass saw a shitty ass boat he wants to buy, said he needs to sell more intakes, I'm trying to push the 149 in big horsepower build. Calumer Transmission has yet another in-house customer, CalumerTransmission.com is now taking jobs, you can drop the car off at his shop, he will take the transmission out, 
He will rebuild it, put a new clutch and a new freshly built trans in for you. So hit up Calimer Transmission, Ben Calimer. Hit him up on Instagram, Facebook. If you want to drop off your car, drive the car there, have the transmission rebuilt or upgraded, and you want to pay for a clutch upgrade, he's got all that shit in stock. Let's say hi to the people here, and then we'll get to talking about who won the horsepower wars in modern times and who won the modifying wars. Andy Ali, Heidi Fury, Travis Douche did it. Monty 540, Joe Swish, and I'm hung so low where the free people say hello. Maki Mock, Clip Clop the Horse, Shipbox Fox, Pito, Chiquito, Paul Ponthieu, twice. Darren Harper, Andy Black Betty, The Wolf, and we got Ignacio Ramirez has been a member for 10 months. Happy anniversary. Oscar Hernandez, Nate Dog, Tony Dominguez, Joe Jr., EG Performance, Gallo Bravo, Jay Bush, Clean 92 GT, C Beaver, one of one RTR, and Alan Lovelace says hello. Nicholas Mangione, Sam Morales, Turo Viate Racing is it. Oh, Jesus. I, I hit the wrong one. <laughs> Might as well be Turo Viate. Might. <laughs> I hit the wrong one. What the hell was I supposed to hit? It's the one that says Turvy. Did I delete Turvy out of here? Oh, that sucks if I deleted Turvy because it's just the best. That's it, because Vince McMahon is going to sue me. Valley 10th Speed, good morning, good morning. Zach B, Dustin Garrison, EPA, Mr. C8 himself. Dean, have performance, TJ Sikorsky, Robo Style, Gallo Bravo. 2000 MCR, one of one RTR, JD Swag. What's up, Mr. Mod JD Swag? Bro, he took a, a video of him driving up in Canada. Canada's beautiful if it wasn't full of fuck-ass weird um, politicians that y'all vote in. And snow. Michael Rodriguez, M. Glock, Turbiate again, Leo, Kellen Stocks, Joe Jackson, and Michael Oreno, Harley, Chad, Dakota, Gallo, Ken, Gregory, Johnny Boy, Donkey, Phil, Abel, One Slow Eco, let's get all the way to the bottom because there's a bunch of repeats. Did I see John Lund here? I could have sworn I saw John Cole and John Lund, Mr. Senior himself. By the way, you want to talk about a guy that has been putting in 12 to 13 hour days, getting the Grey Goose together? It's only him. There is only one tech at Lund Racing, and it's the man himself. Poppy Coolo, Joe Swish, and Joe Brandenberry Street, driven GT500. Twitch, FPV, Slow 3 Valve, D-Rock Fox, Carlos, WM, Ruby, and Joe Swish, and all the usual suspects. Okay, who won the horsepower wars in the 2000s and 2010s? Right? Dodge. Clearly, Dodge won the horsepower war. So I think maybe one day when people look back at this era and think, how was that era? Maybe, let's say 30 years from now. And I'm 70, I'm probably dead. I'm probably pushing up daisies five years. But let's say I'm alive and still jacked because I'm up on TRT and all the shit. Uh, <laughs> so who, if you look back and were to say, back in the day, Theo Alex, who was top dog? I would say Mustangs. And people would say, you're just a nut rider. No. Fox Body Mustangs to this day still run the show. And you know what? Other cars run the show to this, this day. day. To this day. To this day. S197s. There are just as fast S197s at the track. And that's a pretty modern platform than Fox Bodies. Why? It's nostalgic looking. It's old school looking. It is mod friendly. The aftermarket is insanely robust. Sevens is a turbo 400 and a turbo kit and built motor away. So that has become a platform that people have adopted similar to the Fox Body. Usually Fox Body guys probably look at an S197 and go, if I'm going to build another race car, it's going to be based off of that. And the Grey Goose, once that guy comes out and runs the number that we think it can run, it's just going to put you know a, a, a blue check mark on what we think. 
But when you think back of the 60s, everyone thought about the horsepower wars being won by Dodge. But who was modifying Billy Badass stuff back then? Because we live in this era. And in this era, in 2018, there was a Mustang running nines. In 2019, a Gen 3 was already running I'm saying a, a Gen 3 Mustang was already running 8s, and in 2020 or late 2019, they were in the 7s already. So, in 20, you, you could buy an S197 today, make it go as quick as a 7. You can buy a 2015 Gen 2, make it run as quick as a 7, and the same thing with a Gen 3. Dodge, because their horsepower numbers are so big, it was lessened by the sheer weight of the car. Like the absolute weight of the car killed the fact that it made so much horsepower. Like nobody really cares. Like the layman, I'm talking about the regular person that can't even afford any of the three platforms. They look from the outside and go, the Dodge makes the most horsepower, but it is the slowest. Like Camaros can be built, obviously with a lot of work, to run a similar number than a Dodge could. We're talking about CTSVs, we're talking about V3s, we're talking about SSs, we're talking about... All that stuff, or what do you call them? Um, uh, what are the fast, com- uh, the, the, the the supercharged Camaros? I forget what they were called because I'm blanking. But Durangos, Chargers, Trackhawks, Challengers, and yes, TRXs all came with a Hemi. So all of them minimum had 700 horsepower. So when you look back at the horsepower wars, you can, let's say 20 years from now, you go, everything Dodge put out, even an SUV, was making 700 horsepower. Correct, but they were all really heavy. So the performance didn't really show up. Now the aftermarket shows up, and a lot of them perform really well. I'm not gonna say that built Challengers, built Chargers, and built Trackhawks and TRXs don't perform well, but they pale in comparison to what you can do with a Mustang. But Ford only made a fast, Mustang. Ford didn't make anything else that was fast. You can't look at anything else Ford made that didn't have a some kind of Mustang logo or variant, whether it be a GT500, a 350, whatever, just the Mustang. Whereas Dodge had four or five vehicles that could come with a Hellcat motor and you can have a sedan, a coupe, a truck, or an SUV with a Billy Badass motor. So maybe you could say, who cares that the Mustang was more modifiable and, and you can go quicker with it? You could you had more choices with Dodge. Now Chevy, Cadillac CTS, Camaro, um, that's it really. Like Corvette, okay, Corvette. So the Corvette didn't really come with a bunch of power, but it performed really well, rear engine with the C8. C7, C701s were eight second cars if you were doing a bunch of bolt-ons, um, C6, C6, but again, you're not seeing a lot of C6s running 7s, you're not seeing a lot of C8 ZR1s running, um, I'm sorry, C7 ZR, uh, ZR1s running 7s, you don't see a lot of Billy Badass C7 Z06s that run a ridiculous, ridiculous number, most of them are stuck in the 9s, and very few that I see that I come across that are street-ish are in the 8s. So Dodge won the horsepower war. Mustang won the modifying game. But you got way more choices with the Dodge stuff than you did with the Mustang stuff. So if you were to want to grab anything from 20, let's say 15 and up, you had more choices to build off of a Dodge platform. Now, if money is no object, yeah, you're right. 
F-150. You're right. I apologize. Ford also got ahead of everybody with the F-150 and the Coyote. RCSB, Whipple, E85, nine-second truck. Twin Turbo, RCSB, E85, eight-second truck. So, yes. So, Ford, let's say, has the Mustang and the truck game on lock. But you had more options with Dodge. So, I was on Instagram the other day, and I saw a clip of something that made me go, holy crap. So, you guys know what fast looks like. You see a car rolling down the street, and you know that thing is hauling the mail. So, when I went to Ripatoon's Instagram page, it came up on my feed, and I'm like, there's a Trackhawk that supposedly makes 1,600 horsepower. I, okay, if you have headphones or a really loud system, lower it because I'm not going to lower the volume. But this thing from a standstill looks ridiculously fast. Okay, I don't know what the draggy said, but it must have been nine something, deep nine something, because it is absolutely hauling major ass. And he was also a one guy that built a TRX and a Charger at a Race Motive, at Race Motive, where they ran a really good number. So these cars can be modified to run a good number, but again, the weight is always going to battle against it. Now, the other thing that I was doing while I was doing some research is. Remember about a year ago? What came out a year ago? And I told you, it's a dumb buy. There is already that thing on the road that is modifiable. Tuning will not be available for a very long time. You know, Take a wild guess as to what I said that came out last year around this time. And I said... There's already a vehicle out there that can do it, and there is no reason to buy the Ford variant because tuning will not be available. Ain't no regular F-150, this a fucking Raptor. Yeah. The Raptor R came out in July. I said it's dumb to get it because the TRX can be tuned now. It is one year later. No Tuning is available. I repeat, for the people that are sticking twin turbo kits on cars that don't even have any tuning. No tuning is available for the Raptor R one year after release. There have been multiple 9 second TRXs. There have been multiple twin turbo TRXs. There have been TRX, TRX everywhere. Modifiable. I live in the modifying world. I don't live in the stock horsepower world, stock for stock. I live in the world where you change shit all the time. So remember when I said, I don't think the Raptor R is a good buy. One, I don't think tuning will be available for a while. Bada bing, bada boom. Guess what happened? That bitch is out. No tuning. Did you buy a Raptor thinking, don't worry, Lund will figure it out. Like we have anything to do with that? Did you buy a Raptor going, don't worry, I know someone at blah, blah, blah. I know Shelby. I know Whipple. They'll figure it out. You bought it for 120 or 30 or $40,000 
because you want it to be king dingling first of whatever's. And now you're stuck with a truck that gets gizapped by its competitor because it is modifiable, the TRX. A lot of you guys, I remember, you think I you think I don't have good memory? I got memory like a motherfucking elephant, dude. I remember all of my DMs, all the people on the post, all the people on the video comments saying, you don't know shit, just wait till Ford get Ford gets their hand up. Tuners get their hands on what? It's a fucking 10R80. Biggest piece of shit transmission ever made. And the Dodge still has that reliable 8 that just gets it done. Just pass after pass after pass. That thing is chilling. And someone says the 24 Raptor R is supposed to get a horsepower increase. Nobody cares. Because you're a tune, a pulley, an E85 away with a TRX to gap the ever-living shit out of it. And someone said Raptors are selling for $150,000 for a vehicle that gets beat by its competitor because it's able to be modified. I live in the tuning sandbox. I play in the tuning sandbox. I live in the world of modifications. So when I look at a vehicle, I don't look at it as, that's a cool vehicle to have. I look at it as, how can I modify it to suit my needs? ZR1 fit that bill. Every S550 fit that bill minus, actually every S550, Fits that. If I want to make a road race car, boom. If I want to make a drag car, boom. If I want to make a roll car, mm, eh, 10R80. But I guess I don't want to fuck with 10R80 stuff because I really, really, really hate 10R80s. Okay? I don't think they're a good transmission at all. A lot of people out there getting it built by anyone but Midnight and then wondering, why doesn't it shift? Why doesn't the tune make it shift better? And I say, it is a transmission and build issue. It is not a tune issue. If the same tune that Manuel gets goes in your car and his shifts and yours doesn't, and his was built by him and yours was built by anybody else, you can't blame us. But knowing how Ford operates and knowing the tuning environment we are in now, I told you guys I quit Ford. I don't see anything modern that is going to be tunable anytime soon. Now, maybe I'll get surprised and they'll be able to map. Now, mapping a tune is totally different than flashing a tune. You can map a tune all you want. Here's the A2L. Draw it. Put it in some software that spits out data. There's your tune. How can you get it in the car? That's the biggest hurdle. They still haven't figured it out for the Raptor. So I don't have a lot of hope based on that that they'll figure it out for the Mustang anytime soon. The F-150 took over a year. The 21 and up F-150 was tunable in late 2023. Think about that, guys, before you go out and buy a car and looking at it as a blank canvas. It's one thing to buy the new Mustang and lower it, put some wheels on it. It looks good. No exhaust, chill out, cool. But you can't look at a new Mustang, S650, and go... I can't wait to stuff turbos on that thing because who the hell know who the hell knows if you can and when you're going to have it sitting on a lift somewhere for a year or two until tuning is figured out vaya con dios so again when I say something it comes with some background knowledge and I said the TRX is going to end up being a better buy proven right right once again Raptor R is a dud Dodge in my opinion won the horsepower war but the modding war and the aftermarket war I think it was I think it was one by Ford and the truck, the F-150. Look, look at what Manuel and, the, and everyone else did with the F-150. It made people from Street Outlaws go, I need one of them fucking things. It made one of the more popular YouTubers go, I'm a believer. 
a Whipple in a truck at 15 PSI and E85 is La Luz. So, and a four-wheel drive F-150 is so fun on the street, you can beat cars that you normally wouldn't even be close to. So I think it was very desirable. Then the Mustang is basically that, rear-wheel drive with a thousand pounds lighter. So roll racing was desirable with the Mustang. I've seen guys go threes with twin turbo 10 already Mustangs. I've seen guys go eights with stock motor Mustangs. I've seen guys go eights with stock motor six already uh, uh, Gen 2s. And Gen 1, you know, with rods and pistons because the motor was kind of on the weaker side. I've seen guys go well into the eight. Someone like Edwin Martinez somehow made a stock motor live for a long time with a fluid twin turbo kit. So when you look back, when you're in the future, you can tell your kids, your grandkids, that in this era, Dodge for horsepower was king. But performance in aftermarket and who was running shit on the streets in this era, it was Ford. And I dare you to refute that. Now, I'm talking about the big three. We're not talking GTRs. We're not talking Audi R8s. We're not talking anything of the sort. We're talking about American domestic big three stuff. If you want to sprinkle in GTR stuff, you can. Because roll stuff, it's GTR, Lambos, and Calvo and Nth Motor Vipers. So <clears throat> that's not something I even... And you can maybe lump in Viper into that thing. But Vipers weren't drag cars. Vipers sort of become roll cars only because of how they're and i don't know how that became how that came to be i don't know all of a sudden people grabbed vipers maybe because it's just a big motor and light chassis and said let's get after it because making them hook was a bit of an issue but once they got them to hook 200 mile an hour roll viper or 200 mile an hour plus uh um, half mile viper was a very common thing we'll talk about it in this era if you look back dodge wins the horsepower wars Ford with the trucks, F-150s, and Mustangs were winning the modifying in the ET wars. But what is the most desirable platform of this era? In my opinion, it's the S197 and the SI50 Mustang. Then a close second would probably be Camaro because they got light. Camaro's got light after a while. The transmission, the 10 already in those are way better than the Mustang. And the bigger motor with torque favored NA gay racing. But when it comes to all-out builds, Mustangs took the cake when it comes to boosted stuff. So we'll talk about it. <clears throat> um, I'm in 13 minutes late, and I think my toddler turned off my notifications. First order of business, hit that like button. Thank you, Nito Diaz. And again, if you want to become a uh, Patreon member, what I do there is this. Patreon has become a place where if you want to talk to me directly in line out builds, questions, and again, tuning stuff has to divert to the tuning queue at Lund Racing. You can't go to Lund Racing, have an issue with your tuner, and they'll go to my Patreon and say, hey, I'm having issues with... No, no, no. I don't I don't cross streams. I want to make sure that I say, look, deal with the tuner. But if you have build questions, things you don't want to... Because a lot of times, a lot of people feel nervous um, emailing Lund Racing to get like a build outline. And they want to not sound stupid. So you can come to me on Patreon and say, hey, Alex, um, I want to do this. And I will literally tell you, what do you want to do? How do you want to do it? What are your goals? And then by the time we're done, you have a very clear picture of what you want and what you, what to expect out of each combo. Then you can go, okay, got the information. Go over to Lund. Say, I have a 13 Mustang, PMAS, Boss, LU47, Z85, and 373s with free-flowing exhaust. And I want to get it tuned for it. Boom. And if you want to step up, and then I say, after that, just go right to boost. Don't even bother porting. Don't even bother going crazy with other mods. Just go right to boost. You'll waste less time. You'll save a lot of money. 
and you'll reach your goals a lot sooner than listening to other soon-to-be defunct people give you advice on how to build a car because they want to build they want you to build it their way it's weird it's weird out there um miata with an engine swap and big turbo is the best roll race setup um 20 uh, 2012 austria 2010s horsepower war mopar gm aftermarket uh G- gm aftermarket performance mustang okay i i guess you could look at it but just so explain the gm aftermarket if i'm talking about in the 2010s vehicles made past that i'm talking about actually probably il- like 11 and up yeah 2010 and up you're telling me gm had a more robust aftermarket that allowed their cars to perform because performance and and performance and aftermarket go hand in hand unless you're talking about shops like vengeance shops like rpm shops like alec bledsoe because then i can make the case that aftermarket and performance go hand in hand you can't really separate the two in my opinion um na gay racing yeah it is na gay racing i really hate na racing because it's it's like let me okay hmm i'm trying to i'm trying to um make a good example of what na racing is like so there are no rules NA racing is NA. So you you literally have people building 13 to 1 compression, ported out the asshole, cams bigger than, uh, than my dick. Thicker. Eh, not much is that thick. It's pretty thick. Uh, and they're just out there thousands, like tens of thousands of dollars into an NA build. And I go, why'd you do that? When I could have a fully loaded, boosted car for that money, Run a better number on pump gas. And they're like, because it's cool, bro. Because it's difficult. No, that's the Honda argument. I do not subscribe to that. Lambos, Vipers, GTRs, etc. Have a customer base that typically makes good money. So the big funds for research, development, and mods are there. I agree. Look, I would love to buy a, G- uh, 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 a Viper. But the problem is this. You guys are expecting me to go to Nth Moto, drop it off, and, and put 120. No. Like the same thing you guys say about the ZR1. You guys are a little mad that I'm, I don't have like a cam heads only a year after owning it. Guys, it went from being an 8 second 60 to 130 car. And now that the weather is very cool out, it got to 59 this morning here. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm maybe one of these days or maybe tonight I'll take it out, do a 60 to 130 rip and see what it does. But if it does, then I got to make a goddamn video. And that's a lot of work. So I don't want to just go out there. I, I probably could just go out there, make a rip. And then post a 60 to 130 on a shorts and be like, this is what it ran. So maybe I'll do that. But I, I think I got to get, uh, it's on pump gas right now. Boy, if it goes fives on pump gas, I'd be blown away. So if I got a Viper, it's going to be pretty much stock for years until I can afford, I don't know, heads, cam, uh, you know, some mods. But boy, it's a $120,000 car, guys. Car Dude says, I'm looking at a 14 GT500 and I'd like to keep the stock blower. Maybe a 10% lower, FFE, P-Mass throttle body. Would you recommend to try to hit about 700 horsepower at that point? Do I need to upgrade the fuel system? Um, You need at least a booster pump. You know what I mean? Um, You need to you need to get a booster pump in there. Twin booster pumps because i got two uh, pumps. Uh, ID 1050X in my opinion, just in case you want to go E85. Because you can go E85 on a stock fuel system GT500. For, you know, stock fuel system, GT500, um, stock pumps, stock boost, maybe a 2.4 upper, right? Let's say 2.4 upper, ID1050Xs, 
stock lower. Uh, PMS 120, FFE, 373s, any 85. It'll probably make, it'll probably make 750, 760, like easily, easily. I agree. I appreciate some boost. Um, any racing is a passion of love that comes to a point where you reach diminishing returns. Yeah, immediately. Um, being the fastest Special Olympics sprinter, W6 was way better than any aftermarket two valve. Look, I said 2011 and up, almost 2015 and up. Like 2011 and up. Don't even think about a two valve. Two valve is a non-starter, or a Cobra, or a Mach One, or anything pre 2011. I don't care about unless it's a Fox body. Like skip that whole generation. I don't care. Um, never been a fan of the American-made French Pride cars. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like you can make fun of Stellantis all you want, but there's a reason. Those cars became ridiculously popular. So, you know, <laughs> so you got to understand that those cars are insanely popular because of the power, the transmission. They look great. They do great slide jobs. Imagine you are, are slide, you want to slide on an op and he decides to go around you. No other vehicle does a better slide job with a guy sticking out the side with a couple of blicks and he could just do a 180 and slide. Boom. Here you go. And then you can you can walk him down after that. You can get him and then walk him down. <laughs> Your Corvette is pretty badass the way it sits. Um, people also need to remember that you want to find a house. Keep that. Not anymore. Keep that in mind. You've put the back burner for time. And no, uh, I'm going to buy cars now. Fuck houses. Houses are a... The only reason I need a house is to offset my taxes at this point, not to live. I, I am by myself. It's me and Tony. That's it. All I need is a bed, a couch, a TV, a toilet. I don't need much. If I'm going to get a house, I'm going to be house poor because I'm not going to stuff it with a bunch of furniture. I just need a big garage. That's all I need. A big garage to house all my shit. And I'm almost to the point that I want to build a barn dominium, like get a, a construction loan. But that's stupid because in, in Palm Beach County, it's impossible. So I have to be willing to move to a completely different county. Stewart, uh, St. Lucie, or way up there, Hernando. I, I don't know. I'm good here. I'm thinking of boosting my car, says Stock 5.0. In the future, would you recommend spending the extra money to buy twin sixty four over twin sixty? I don't know. I don't know shit about turbos. I don't care. Go fuck about turbos. Put a blower in it. Put a Whipple in it. Why, why turb? Like why? Are you, it, let me guess. Is it your oh, your only car too? Like I'm blown away that people with a turbo you will be under the hood more. With a blower you won't. Turbos are more work. Okay, think about what you got to put in a car to make turbos work, especially undermount stuff. Mid-mount stuff. You got to relocate PCM stuff. Oh, I love it when people relocate their PCMs. And suddenly, the car drives like shit. Throws codes. Loses power for no reason. There are certain ways of extending wires. And there are certain ways of not extending wire. And almost every time I hear turbo and relocating the PCM, I lose my shit. Because now this car is going to be a problem. And sure enough, you want to sell your car really fast? Put a turbo kit on that makes you relocate the PCM. Go for it. You'll sell that motherfucker in a, it's so fast. Had a guy comment on my GT500 was way too rich at 1128493. He thought 12.2 was where it should be. Internet advice is amazing. Great point. All things boost. So, 
after watching Alec Bledsoe's video of the CT5V, uh, and again, I don't know how he tunes it, I don't know his methods, but they were commenting on the car being rich, and I went, 10.9 is not rich. I repeat, 10.9 AFR, 0.77 Lambda on a pump gas car with widebands is not rich, especially if it has catalytic converters. This crazy 12.2 stuff, 12.1 stuff, I'm going to pull up a Roush calibration. You know, people that know what the fuck they're talking about, boosted cars. So, um, let me see. I'll look up a, uh, what's a Roush calibration? Uh, FPD. Uh, yeah, sure, whatever. This is, uh, I got to look it up on HP Tuners. So, what do you think wide open, what Lambda is on a boosted 11-1 compression, 10 PSI, Roush Gen 1? Uh, oh, Jesus. Go ahead. Take a wild guess, Lambda, okay? And then what you do with Lambda is I think you multiply it by the, by the target AFR. So let's say, for instance, 0.81 uh, times 14.0, which is the stoic, okay? The Watt Lambda ends up being 11.34, okay? That's the, that's the math, okay? So, so your target Lambda, let's say 0.81 is your target Lambda, right? And you multiply by the stoic of the fuel, so pump gas, so 11.34, Roush runs it at 0.77 lambda at watt times 14.0, which is the stoic of the fuel. That is 10.7 lambda. Okay, I'm sorry, 10.7 AFR. 0.77 lambda is 10.7 AFR. So when someone says 10.9 is rich, no, it's not. No, it's not. GT500 running at 0.75 lambda. 10.7, 10.5. Ridiculous. So please stop with people saying, it's running rich. No, it's not. Why? Why wouldn't you run it as rich as possible before you find any power loss? And you notice that if you run it richer, you can shove more timing in it because there's physically more fuel. And this was where Chevy guys were fighting with me way back in the day when they said I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. They're like, Alex, why is your car has a black, you know, your, the exhaust is black on the car. I'm like, I'm running it. it. First of all, that's the carbon buildup in the fuel. That is not the condition of me being. Like, if you look at a car, spit out slightly dark smoke. And a lot of guys that have uh, Gen 2 Roushes, they go, my back bumper is full of like black stuff. Right. That's called carbon asshole that's because you put marathon fuel in it dumbass but if you put good quality fuel in it that's less of a byproduct but i ran my car at 0 0.77 0 0.78 lambda never 0.81 never like 0.81 with florida gasoline and i was able to shove in another degree of timing and it made 650 horsepower on 10 psi so i'm blown away that a lot of people look at afr on now now chevy's have wide bands that stay moving at what at wide open throttle they don't cut off and you just go by whatever measure it is they correct they correct all the way so a stock tune is going to see 0.77 to 0.79 lambda on a boosted vehicle so get ready guys to shove the timing in there and run it rich why wouldn't you run it as rich as possible before power loss 
Like, if you were to, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? The gray goose, because you can only monitor spark and fuel with E85. What do you think we run it at? You think we run it at 0.83? You think we run it at 12.1? No. Every test on the dyno says it likes fuel. A lot of it. A lot of it. Uh, okay, this guy, this guy, I'm just, uh, I'm just, uh, I, I just, I just, I just don't want to deal with fucking stupidity today, so he's gone. Um, a lot of people subscribe to the boomer logic, lean is mean, it's not exactly 0.75, like the gray goose <clears throat> lives under 0.75, it makes like 2,000 horsepower, and people go, what, and then you look at the pistons, they look great, there's no sign of too much heat, car is happy as hell, so... Why wouldn't you run it as rich as possible before you lose power? I don't understand the leaner, 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 leaner. The Corvette did not like anything under 11.4, I'm sorry, above 11.4, 11.3. Anytime I went 11.7, made less power. 11.8, made less power. And then it was less spark tolerant. So I'm like, okay, let me, let me do Mustang stuff. Here's 0.77 Lambda, which is like 10.9. And here's 22 degrees. Loved it. I was like, okay, my logic is fine. What's up, Alex? I'm swapping my daily 3.7 to a Coyote. Do you have any advice for me before I execute? Yeah, buy a Coyote car that has a Coyote engine in it. You're done. You're going to put $10,000 into a 3.7 body? Why? Why don't you just finance a, a Coyote? What? Like, let, let, let's make sense of this. You're going to come out of pocket. Out of pocket. A Coyote motor? A control pack? A transmission like you can't just reuse half of your shit so why don't you just buy a $24,000 $25,000 S197 that has a coyote in it for like 50,000 miles why would you do all this work and labor and come out of pocket eight nine thousand dollars to make your v6 equipped car a coyote swap car it's weird to me with direct injection you can run cars leaner at what then porting inject, then porting injection. I don't personally know how much leaner, but I've seen some AFRs that made me double check. Why does Cadillac with direct injection run the map 0.79 Lambda? Why do Mustangs that have direct injection run on that 0.79 Lambda? Why did my Hyundai, I know, I know it's a Hyundai, but it is a, it was a direct injected V8 with catalytic converters and it was at 0.69 Lambda at Watt. Come on, come on, stop it. Or was heard that lean is me, not in a good way, fat and happy. I think people confuse rich with flooding the cylinders, right? So when I see a car spew carbon out the back, I go, okay, okay, I'm going to show you something. So um, let me see. Uh, I'm going to just look something up to see, to see if, this, if, this, if this makes sense. Because I want you guys to kind of understand where I'm coming from. Uh, damn it. I hate it that they don't keep that same view. I hate it that they, they cut from the view that I want to see. Uh, oh, that he missed a shift. Let me see. Uh, oh, yeah. That car's getting it. Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to watch because I've been at Texas 2K. And I've seen these Lambos run like... Q16 or something, or even Vipers. 
and they're running a petroleum-based fuel because maybe, you know, they don't have enough fuel system for methanol and 3,000 horsepower. So they run a um, petroleum-based fuel. And the exhaust looks black. I don't sit there and go, well, that car would be better if it wasn't that rich. Like, I'm not that stupid. Guys at that level don't play around. Guys at that level don't, don't, they know what they're doing, okay? They they got really good engineering type of uh, thought process when the car makes 2,500 and up horsepower. So when I see a Viper or a Lambo or anything with a petroleum-based fuel go down the track and spew out some black smoke, I go, it's probably safe as hell. So why wouldn't you run it as rich as possible before you lose power? So let's say um, my Corvette makes... 690 horsepower at 0.77 lambda versus 695 at 0.81.82. Why in the hell would I run it leaner for five horse? That the, I'd rather be safe. And that's the Lund model. And a lot of people, especially garages that put the tailpipe sniffer, that's my favorite. Every single time garages that don't tune and have never tuned, but they own a dyno and you take it there. Let's say you take your Lund tuned car to a dyno day and they put the tailpipe sniffer. You know, that really accurate tailpipe sniffer that's about eight feet away from the actual combustion, not right up front where the two factory wide bands are located. They go, oh, this Lund tune is rich. I think you can make more power with our tune. And what's their first thought process? Let's lean it out. Oh, 10.9 Lambda on a boosted car? Ew, you got to slam it at 12.2, boy. No, you don't. I don't know where that thought process came in, but factory wideband cars, high compression, and pump gas, and you want to lean it out? Go ahead. Lean it out. My 37 is paid off. Okay, cool. Um, no, finance another car. Okay. You like to work? So your car is paid off, Cedric. So you're telling me you're going to sh- buy a Gen 2 motor or Gen 1 motor that's built or a good motor because if you bought a Coyote for under 4000 bucks, it probably needs a fucking rebuild. Then you got to buy a control pack. You got to buy a transmission. So out of pocket, you're already out 8, 9, 10 grand. And that'll make sense to me. 434 and 40, 434 watchers and 41 thumbs up. Oh, uh, no, there's 213. By the way, guys, do me a favor. Just click the like button. It, again, that's the only way this show grows. And that's why I started Patreon stuff. I need to supplement. I need to go, okay, You the, the real ones are on Patreon. The people that support 100%, I'm almost up to 100 Patreon members. Let me hit the refresh page. And I'm almost up to 100. And I'm putting content there. I'm, I got 90, 93 so if I can get that sucker to 150 or something, that'll be a really nice, uh, uh, I'll be posting like daily on there. Alex, what are the mods do I need for a Whipple Stage 1, whatever the fuck that is, on a 2023 I love the stock exhaust, clutch needed, yep. A 350? Of course you need a clutch. The stock clutch in stock power sucks. You need at least a Mantic Duel, a get ready to drop some big diamond. Why a Stage 1? Are you telling me it has a stock throttle body, John? Walk with J4? <laughs> you're telling me a stage one Whipple, you're going to put on a 350? On a 350? And it has a stock throttle body? Bro, bro, you got the wrong platform to start going cheap on. 
A GT350 is a big baller ass car. Transmission, weak, doesn't hold the power. Clutch, slips in stock form. So you need a Mantic, Mantic Duel or something similar. That's going to be like two grand. So be careful. Don't cheap out on that thing. <clears throat> UGR builds slightly lower compression engines. They make 1,000 and 1,100 on pump gas, and they have a second race gas map that will make 12 to 1,500. Great. <laughs> the earth is round. <clears throat> um, Cedric Weiss laughs. They have great warranty too. Um, buddy of mine selling his S197 Ken Bell. Buy. Don't buy that. Nope. A Kenny Bell. 3-2. Gen 1. No, thank you. I, I'm good. I'll pass on that. <clears throat> um, I click where, whether it's live, not look. Okay, okay. The 3160 can barely hold stock torque. Exactly. Uh, so you're playing the wrong game if you're going to start cheaping out with that car. That's the only kit available on the website. Okay, let's go. What website? So uh, GT350 Whipple kit. Uh, DNA have performance. I don't want to click this one. Okay, so <clears throat> let me see what it says here. Uh, da, 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 da. Whipple Supercharger. What? Oh, my God. Who the fuck designed this website? God damn it. Okay, no. I think the $9,500 kit comes with a 132-millimeter throttle body. So you're okay. So it's going to be the 132-millimeter throttle body. It's going to be the 123-millimeter cold air. It's going to have like Predator injectors or ME52s and a dual BAP. So you should be good to go. You should be okay. Well, the turvies that showed up today, is this the peasant chap? Hey, Rudy Bukala says, uh, became a bitch of love member. Thank you so much. And Man of War has been a member for 30, 32 months? Almost three years you've been a member? I got to see what the next tier is after three years, what the logo is. I got to look that up. People forget clutch explosion on GT350s, even if stock. Kenny Bell equals angry toaster. Absolutely. So I'm not a big fan of any Kenny Bell product because look, Kenny Bell died, meaning the product. It was bought by AccuFab. They lost. Like you, you could, that was a supercharger war that was lost by Kenny Bell. Remember them in VMP? We're going back and forth all the time. Kenny Bell lost that war. And their always go-to was this. Oh, Johnny Lightning. Johnny Lightning. Johnny Lightning, who has, I don't know, a $30,000 motor and a 5-liter Kenny Bell with zoomies. Like, that's what you're... That's what you're... That's your go-to excuse? Like, oh, but that one... Your 2.8 is garbage. Your 3.2 is eh. The 3.6 is decent, but it's a 3.6. And you had 2.3 TVSs and 2650s just busting your back out. Like blowing your back out and jizzing all over your back. And you had no response. Then Gen 3 came out. You did nothing. Gen 3 Mustangs came out and Kenny Bell quit. Like didn't we see a picture of a Kenny Bell supercharger on a Gen 3 and it looked like the inlet was going like through the inside the driver and out the back and through the door and out the side. Like it was, let me look this up. It was the most ridiculous looking kit. Kenny Bell Gen 3 kit. It was retarded looking. Uh, let me see. 
Do they even make a Kenny Bell 15 to 20 F-150? No, no. I want to see the, the, the Gen 3. Let me see images. It, it, it looks so retarded. Like, if you want to change your spark plugs, you got to take the blower out. Like, legit, you got to take the blower out. Let me see. Can anyone send me a link to, like, a 20, 2018 Mustang? 2018 Mustang. Kenny Bell Supercharger Kit. It was it was such butt cheeks that I'm like, bro, are you serious with this thing? Uh, no, I can't see it. So if you guys... Oh, here it is. Bro. 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 This is what they supposedly were going to do. This is just... Uh, where, where is it? This is just... I, I mean, what the flying shit. Right? There's a reason Kenny Bell sold to AccuFab. They're like, we can't hang. We're going to basically make you take... We're going to make you take the blower, the inlet... Hell, half of the car off if you got to, like, unplug a coil. I mean, what a... Who the hell thought of this? Right? Could you imagine them looking up and going, let's put the blower on backwards. Uh, no, no, it's not on backwards. It's, it's here. The pulley's down here. But it was like a wannabe Whipple or a wannabe Odin. And then the inlet was behind the car, like behind here, and they for some reason put an S shape on the cold air. Just absolute ass. And and then people were talking about Kenny Bell, and I laugh. I go, Kenny Bell's irrelevant when it comes to modern supercharging stuff. Like it's a, they're irrelevant. Kenny Bell gave up after the Cobra guys went turbos. Kenny Bell hasn't been relevant since the Terminator days. I agree. Um, <clears throat> Kenny Bell octopus. Yeah, it's really really bad looking. Thanks for the info. I assumed it was a 132 throttle. Yes, it looks like it's a 132 throttle. Uh, it's almost pheasant season, pretty much. Next logo is the High Ram <laughs> or the Haram. <laughs> Kenny Bell had the market on Terminator cars in the early 2000s. And that's the problem with Cobra guys. They went from a whiny Eaton to a whiny Kenny Bell. Meanwhile, Whipple started coming out with stuff and so did VMP that made power. But what did the Cobra guys say? Well, it doesn't go away. I, I, I mean, look, my stock ported, steggy ported Eaton went wee. So I upgraded to another wee supercharger, the Kenny Bell. So I'm not going to go not wee. I want to go wee. Does the TVS go wee? No, I don't want it. Sorry, dickhead. It makes about 700 horsepower with my minimum. Oh, yeah, I don't care. It doesn't, it do, I want the whole neighborhood to know that I got something in there. Oh, yeah, you, we know you got a toaster under that fucking hood. 580 horsepower, having ass. <clears throat> what the fuck is that, an elephant's foot? <laughs> you know what? They should have called it the elephant's foot. Because it looks, let me, let me look up the elephant's foot. It looks like the elephant's foot. Elephant's. Hey, if you don't know what the elephant's foot is. It's basically the mass that was left by the Chernobyl meltdown that is still there to this day. And if you like get too close to it, you die. So yeah, here's the elephant's foot, right? And here's the Kenny Bell. Well, let me get the sponsors out of there. So here's the Kenny Bell. And here's the elephant's foot. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's exactly the same. And you know what's crazy? This picture, the, re the reason it's grainy, not because it's old. It's because the radiation was affecting how the picture was taken. Bro, like, this is what the picture looked like. when, pe Like, it was, it was dumb. 
that 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 picture scares the shit out of me. So yeah, the the elephant's foot, the mammoth, might as well call it the elephant's foot. It was just such a, and you know, I think Kenny Bell probably had a good product, just bad engineering or bad and bad engineering, just bad engineering. That Kenny Bell blower looks like they adapted the Termi blower on a Coyote. The inlet is on the Cobra side. The Wii Mod, Ghost Cam, and Hot Dog Water Tune. Didn't, didn't that toast a robot too? Yes, Grant Win- Winburn. They actually had a little camera, a robot, that turned, took a picture of the elephant's foot, and that thing died. Like the radiation fried the internals. It's nuts. I, I'm, I'm blown away by that. And that's why I started talking about how the Earth can make its own oil because the radiation happening in the core, in the mantle, works its way up. Imagine the elephant's foot has a byproduct just by just constantly coming up. There's no filtering process, but imagine if that elephant's foot kept coming up through a bunch of filters. I'm sure the byproduct when it got to the top might have been something that had some kind of usefulness to it. Do you know what I'm saying? Papa Joe Will 10. What a fucking name. I'm looking at a VMP Gen Gen 5. I'm looking at a Gen 5 3.0 Whipple for my built Terminator. Here we go. Terminator question. That or the VMP Gen 3R, but leaning towards the Whipple. Papa Joe, uh, sell your car. (laughs) This is not a Terminator channel. I'm not a Terminator guy. I will never give you advice on Terminator stuff. One, it's gay. Two, it's antiquated as shit. Get whatever blower you want. They all seem to do fine. I, I don't know what to tell you. The only Ken Bell part I have at everyone 30 years is the boost to pump. And the thing is, they actually coined that phrase. Boost a pump cannot be used by any other fuel pump booster manufacturer. Boost a pump was like a copyrighted, you know, thing that Kenny Bell had, the BAP, the boost a pump. So I say, get a BAP. It became a thing like a BAP, boost a pump. But when I was working at VMP, you couldn't call it a boost a pump. You have to call it a fuel pump voltage booster. So that's one thing that Kenny Bell did good. They actually were able to make something like like the word Kleenex, like Pampers, you know, like Coke. The soda is Coke. Kleenex, you know, wipes. So, so they did that with the booster pump. Yeah, hey, see the lady get her arm stuck in a press. No, why would, why would, why would I want to see that? Alex, uh, is the current 4GT tunable? Because I've never seen anyone modify it. Or it's because it's a half million dollars that costs too much to play with. I think it's that. Um, if you're gonna if you're gonna buy a million dollar car, you'd be a psycho to modify it. See, that's how new Fords have become. And Porsche, I think, complained about that too. Porsche has started to complain that people are buying their cars as an investment. People are not actually racing their cars. So you don't see a GT3, brand new, beautiful, modded, really crazy spec'd out gt3 on the streets at the track ragging it out people are buying it taking unboxing or or unzipping or taking delivery of it unzipping everything peeling the plastic and it just sits in a garage and i think porsche is like shit we inadvertently became a collector car company so ford never intended the ford gt to actually be a billy badass anything because to modify, like the old Ford GT, the 05s, you could put a Whipple on that bitch. You could put cams on that bitch. A cammed 05 
GT3, uh, G, uh, Ford GT is nasty. If I'm not mistaken, on my channel, um, I had uh, one of the guys, uh, Alejandro Flores Ford GT. At Lund Racing, they had a Ford GT that Chuck from CND Auto Tech installed cams in. And bro, this thing was mad. Uh, it was just, Dakota drove it up the, the, the driveway. And I was like, bro, this is like a dream vehicle. And I, and actually, the guy was racing it. This guy raced it on the street, like doing some like uh, Alpine bullshit. I don't know what the fuck he did. Let me see if there's a, a video of him actually driving it up the driveway. No, I don't know if he's got video of it chopping. Let me see. Supercars forever put out there. Uh, boy. Look at the wheel, bro. If you can get in it. That bitch is bad, bro. Yeah, I mean, uh, you guys don't know that I have, like, all these videos out there. Come on, look at that. I mean, Oh, uh, bro. I got to hear it. Let me, let, me go find, let me go find the video where that thing was chopping, where Dakota uh, brought it up the driveway, and, bro, that thing was, that thing was chopping so nice. I couldn't, I couldn't believe how good it was chopping. Um, I think it was like, uh, you know what I video was? I think it was the same video where um, G14 GT500 Dino, where a senior Dino his GT500. And I think that same day, Dakota drove up the, um, oh, Jesus Christ, the 4GT. Let me see. Uh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. E85 has mixed into the fuel system properly. I'm going to show you the height difference on a Ford GT. God, damn, this bitch is bad. I'm sorry, guys. It is. Look at that. The wheels, bro. Look how low it is. I know this video is supposed to be about the VMP supercharger. No, come on. Stop it. And that's like a fucking $500,000 car sitting there. You know, it's got badass aftermarket wheels. Look at how much lower it is than a Ford GT, a Mustang. Poof. And a 2018 Mustang. And again, you guys go, oh, you, and you go back on my video, and it's got a big old Whipple on it. That's right. This guy shoved a big old stinking Whipple on it, bro. I want to hear it, though. I know Dakota drove it up the the the, the, the ramp. So let me see if, he, uh, if I get that video. Uh, uh, senior made like 1400. Da, 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 da. No, 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 no. No, I don't have it. So, man, it was that thing was just beautiful. It's a beautiful car. So, anyway, um, I don't think the new Ford GT is ever going to be tunable. And, I, and if it is, it's going to be like a $4,000 credit. And what are you going to do? Like, who's going to actually go out there and start messing with, like, a million-dollar car's motor? Not me. There's an 0506 GT that's gone 300 miles an hour. Oh, okay, who gives a fuck, man? Why do people get on this chat and talk about the dumbest shit? Gas Monkey Garage. My God, who gives a fuck about that? There's one that Cletus drove in a race a few. Here we go. For years and to this day, if you can order a a and buy a GT3 brand new, you'll make money when you sell it. Right, half flip. Exactly. I'd give both kidneys for a Ford GT. Crazy to think that the company responsible for the masterpiece is putting rainbow wraps on four-cylinder Broncos. Exactly. And um, you can call me a boomer all you want. I don't care. This is less than five years ago. Ford was badass. Ford was putting out badass shit. Everything coming out of Ford. 
they could miss when it comes to the performance stuff. And it was tunable. And, you know, you could still go back and still mess with S197s. You could look back at, at an old 4GT and gawk at it. You could cool shit. And ever since then, when they went woke, it just a company I want nothing to do with. Like, I don't want to even be known as a Ford person. I'm a Coyote guy and I like older stuff. But you see that I've sold any of my modern Ford stuff because I, I sold the Gen, the Gen 2, the Gen 3, and the truck all within two years of each other. Not a large enough market to tune the new Ford GT. There we go with the M2K Motorsports bullshit. I just thought somebody would do bigger turbos on it and took it to Mexico. Why tune a new Ford GT? It's an EcoBoost. I mean, it is, and it makes 600 horse, which makes me wonder how far can you take a Raptor spec EcoBoost. I get it. Gay, whatever. But guys, if I can stuff an EcoBoost in a Fairmont and run nine, I don't care that it's gay. It's a nine second hunk of shit. I have everything else. But I think I'm going to end up picking up Jake's um, Jake's motor. Uh, he has a Gen 3 motor with locked cams. Stick a carburetor in it and just chill the fuck out. More people are boo. Says checking in super late. The commercial for the 350 versus the commercials for the Dark Horse. Night and day difference. That's very good. So, Ford GT commercial. For those of you that don't remember, the way Ford Ford GT is this a, wait is this a commercial? Wait, I didn't know that they had a Ford GT commercial. I I, I guess I, I I was supposed to type in GT three fifty, but this is the one Ford GT commercial in two thousand and four. Okay, the, the, the tack does not match the sound. Like, not even close. In what gear do you realize that a car is everything it's supposed to be? Why do you pump in fake sounds? Oh, this commercial sucks. <laughs> and you know what I hate the most? You know what I hate the most about commercials? How they purposely make the road wet to make it slide around. I'm like, dude, do it on a dry road. If it's such a badass. That commercial is boring as shit. I wouldn't have bought it either. <laughs> that commercial is the most boring commercial I've ever seen. Uh, Ford 17 for the official launch video. Okay. These cars are meant to be driven with you and your boyfriend next to you. Grabbing your crotch. Oh, yeah. Could you imagine driving with your boyfriend? He's giving you an over-the-pants hand job while driving this Ford GT350. Uh huh? <laughs> yeah. Slurping on that dick as you drive down the highway. Yeah, because it's okay to do it. It's okay to be gay. Again, a wet road. I mean... Never again, guys. Never again you'll see this. Maybe when they introduce the 4,200-pound Cobra. Yeah, you and your boyfriend could get matching GT350s. Take turns 77-ing each other. Oh, yeah, you want a 77? Fuck yeah, I want a 77. What's 77? Well, we both have dicks, so I, you know. <laughs> ah, it's so stupid. Anyway... <laughs> I was just trying to modernize the commercial because you know now it's like yeah you like your you like getting your dick sucked by your boyfriend it's all good 
At the time, the TV was already pretty gay. Didn't even have YouTube yet. I still afford 2050 performance lineup. They had uh, something for everyone. Everything from a little Fiesta ST to a Ford GT. Come on, Alex. Don't copyright strike, Alex. He's giving you the shout up. Super speeders drove the... <laughs> the fuck is a fuck? Who cares? Like, you guys... <laughs> Who watches super speeders? Like, you literally watch a guy go, Well, I got pulled over again in my Lambo. Hey, cop. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, cop. What's up, cop? Yeah, we, yeah, I got pulled over. What the fuck? What about a guy? Yeah, I got a license from Canada, buddy. Yeah, it's okay. Oh, you're going to pull me over? Are you going to give me a ticket? You're going gonna to lose. You're going to lose. Watch me go to the police station and complain about this guy. Get the fuck out of here. You guys watch that? It's like watching those um, audit the police videos. Like there's an obvious asshole. An obvious asshole. Like standing with like an AR at a parking lot with a camera. And the cop's like, can I help you, buddy? Nope. Can't help me. Uh, you're standing out here with a gun and a camera in front of a library. We're kind of worried. Yeah, fuck you, cop. I don't answer questions, cop. Fuck you. Uh, yeah, I see you with a gun. Act like an asshole. I don't care that I get fired. I'm tackling your ass just in case. Just in case. We got, we got constitutional carry. I am tackling your fucking ass. <laughs> there was one where a guy. <laughs> what's the cop? The angry Boston cop. Wait, wait. Angry Boston cop speeding. He he cussed this dude out. He said, fuck you. <laughs> Where is it? Oh, let me see. Angry Boston cop speeding mad. Uh, I'm just... This guy. State trooper loses it. <laughs> He's like, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> this is what I would do if I pull over a guy. Oh, man, he went off on the dude. Let me see. Uh, here we go. Here we go. In hot water. I got 14 months. I can't wait to be done. <laughs> the tirade erupted when a motorist in New Haven, Connecticut. <laughs> okay. over of course it's Connecticut. Over for speeding after giving the trooper the bird. <laughs> the driver said he didn't realize it was a trooper in an unmarked car. Can I just ask you why you're riding their butt like that and speeding, man? When the trooper tells the driver to get out of the car, things really get heated. <laughs> Everyone's got something to say! That's right! The trooper says he was pursuing a speeding trucker. I was driving along, I was gonna head to a simple citation that I keep, but no! I love it! Oh, I love it, bro. I, I, I get it. I get it. You know, I don't think I could do that job for $48,000 a year. I'd probably just put on an exoskeleton and make 85 at a Ford assembly plant. Fuck all that. Um, 40 days are really taking blowing them off in the weeds to another level. Ford commercials used to be something. Now it's a duh Mustang GT commercial uh, with the soldier returning home from a Shelby GT cop commercial. That shit was golden. I don't know what he's talking about. The mind your own business trooper. Exactly. Bro, the TikTok killed me on that. Does 100 in a school zone. Am I being detained? <laughs> like, there's a guy who shows up. He has guns everywhere. Like, he looks like he's commando. Like, he's putting on it. He's got makeup. He's got camo. He's got the helmet with the night vision and all the stupid shit. And the, cop, the cop's like, uh, can I help you? No, I'm just uh, getting a Starbucks, bro. What's the fuck's your problem, narc? What are you being, a Nazi? Uh, you're wearing every gun made. 
Yeah, but it's my it's my constitutional right. Yeah, fuck you. Alex, do you think Ford will ever make a Ford GT for the Tesla Ford GT EV for the stop? Come on, Nito Diaz. Come on, what kind of stupid question is that, man? You're asking if a company that just laid off 700 people from the lightning plant that bows down to woke culture that is rumored to be making a Mustang Rally EV. Think about that. They're thinking of making a Mustang, like a Mach-E, like rally, like like jacked up and dumb shit. I saw rumors about it. I don't know how true it is. That's why I didn't mention it that much. You think they're going to make a fast EV? They can't make a fast Mustang. The Dark Horse and GT are slower than the previous generation. Stock for stock. You think they're now all of a sudden going to compete in a market where Tesla dominates? And like, oh yeah, we're going to go out to Tesla with a fast EV? Come on, stop it. Ford could have made the Dark Horse 100 pounds lighter, but no. That that man had 14 months before he was out, Alex. He was trying to have a smooth exit. But nah, you're telling me that guy got 14 months for flipping off a cop? Good. You know what? One of the things that I do really well is mind my own business. I get it. On this platform, you see me get all wild and crazy shit. But in real life... I'm quiet. I don't fuck with anybody. I don't. Fuck. If I see someone getting accosted or beat up, I'm like, hey, he must have deserved it. I ain't getting involved in that shit. Fuck all that. Good Samaritan, get my ass beat. Uh, by the way, how's the strike going? UW people getting law LA exactly. So Sean Fain put out a message on Twitter saying we gotta hold the line. That tells you something. Let me look it up. Sean Fain out on Twitter. He put out a commercial or something saying. We got to hold the line because, you know, Ford's class warfare. Where is it? Uh, Sean, 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 is, is it you? Is it that weird Sean with a U or a W? Is it here? Let me see. In building what was called the arsenal of democracy. Oh, shut the fuck up. That's stupid. Anyway, he is basically telling people, hey, hold the line. Hold the line. That tells you something. Because if there was no dissension in the strike, he wouldn't need to remind people to hold the line. But now they're a month or so or more into a strike. Every time you don't work, you get about a $500 paycheck from your union coffers to pay you while you strike. So you've gone from getting a $1,800 or $2,000 a week paycheck to a quarter of that for the hope that it all works out in the end. So, if Ford is like, we're laying people off, fuck you. Okay, I'll look it up. Ford layoffs. And I'll, I'll read the article. Ford layoff. Because it's a serious thing. Ford is, I think, going, I'd rather lay people off than to cave into these crazy demands. Um, CNN Business, I hate CNN, but I'll read the article. CNN sucks so much. So much dick. Um, Ford lays off 700 who were building electric version of the F-150. Ford is laying off about 700 workers who build the F-150 Lightning, the electric version of the best-selling pickup truck, and unlike any other recent layoffs, this has nothing to do with the ongoing strike by the United Auto Workers Union. Bullshit. The company said it will temporarily cut one of the three shifts in the Rogue Electric Vehicle Center in Dearborn, Michigan. Near the company's main headquarters, it will rotate the layoffs between three shifts. Ford had temporarily closed the plant this summer to upgrade its production capability, a.k.a. stop making trucks because they're not selling. 
And the company said its latest layoffs are related to multiple constraints, including the supply chain working through the processing and delivering vehicles held for quality checks after restarting production in August. They're not selling. What, what they're basically doing is this. They stopped production so that inventory can catch up. You know what I mean? So that there is a demand. And when there is more trucks out there than are being bought, it creates a huge backlog of supply and it causes them to reduce prices. So anyway, in here they go on about other the striking bullshit. So yeah, Ford is, uh, the electric car stuff, they're in trouble. This is legit. And the UAW did not help things. Ford was losing money. Ford got slapped in the, in the, in the, on the PP about uh, the whole um, cattle contemporary Amprex technologies uh, relationship. Then they strike. Then they lose money. Then Tesla lowers prices. Then the Cybertruck is seen everywhere and people are losing their ever-loving mind over that thing. I don't know why, but based on what you see, the tight turning radius, the crazy performance, guys, it is rumored that the Tesla Cybertruck is a 10-second truck, the tri-motor version. The three-motor version of the Cybertruck is rumored to go tens in the quarter mile. Do you understand what that means, guys? You're going to have an 80, because look, the Lightning is about $80,000 in full trim. You're going to have an 80 to $90,000 truck that gets a 400-mile range, has a six-foot bed, looks hideous i get it looks hideous but let's say you need a truck and this thing gets a 400 mile range six foot bed with a little sliding cover on the thing to no sliding cover all the self-driving modes all the nannies all the modern technology and it runs tens maybe you're it's not a truck but if it does truck things better than trucks do and it rolls the fuck out. I'm sorry, guys. Stick a knife in Rivian. Stick a knife in Ford Lightning. They're done. Look, Johnny Tran. That's fine. Johnny Trans. People will buy it. How much is a... Hey, Johnny. How much is a 2023 or 2024 King Ranch or Limited or Platinum... F-150. Let's go. Fuck it. Cars.com. How much is a fully loaded to the gills Chevy or GMC Denali? Ford F-150. Let's do it together on cars.com. Actually, let's go to Ford.com because they're going to mark it up at the dealerships. Actually, uh, Ford F-150 near me. And I'm going to see what dealers are around me. Okay. So uh, let's do that. This is my favorite thing to do because you guys don't realize that we're in Palm Beach County. <laughs> it's stupid expensive here. <clears throat> uh, 3418, sure. Um, let's see what they got, the inventory. Uh, find it at your dealer. Eh, whatever. Find it at your dealer. So, oh, come on. I want like all this shit. Give me like the limited, the badass the badass motherfucker, like everything. I want everything. 23, like all this shit. Alpaca, blah, 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 blah. Hey, 84,000. Oh my fucking God. $84,000. A 2023 limited. 
five liter, I would think. Sheesh. So if you're going to be in the market, you're going to spend eighty to $90,000. Uh, I don't know. A $100,000 Cybertruck is probably a bargain for what you get. F-250s are just over 1000 New fully loaded F-150s are over in the 70s. This was at $84,000 for, for a half-ton limited F-150. $90,000 trucks with no charging platform. Right. The Lightnings are $90,000 trucks. People are buying dark horses for $80,000 plus. $110,000, $120,000 is nothing. Ninety grand. Denali interior is very nice. Hard not to like it. Nearly $90,000. 70000000 80K. How much is a Lightning? Is that expensive too? A absolutely, <laughs> a absolutely fully loaded Lightning is going to be eighty to 90000 bucks. I'm saying the top tier, maybe if they have a limited or I don't know what they call the top tier Lightning. So if your Cybertruck comes out and the dual motor is 75000 bucks, the tri-motor is ninety to to 100000 bucks. And it runs tens and does truck shit. And it gets a 400 mile range. Game over. Yes, it's gay. Yes, it's electric. Yes, Tesla drivers suck their own dicks. They're going to pass you while they suck their own dick in auto drive or whatever, self-drive mode. Yeah, um, take me home, Tesla. Slurp, slurp, slurp. And you're passing F-150s that are wide open throttle. Eight to ninety thousand dollars. I'm buying land. Where are you buying land for eighty to ninety thousand bucks? South Carolina, West Virginia. You would never. You would need another ten to fifteen. Fifteen to go tens, which voids a warranty. Think they'll make another five hundred? They've heard talks of a Cobra R, or Dark Horse R, or something. Badger, I don't know because you always talk about Palm Beach Dino. By the way, you better get your tunes from them. I hear things. Um. So. I hear that Cobra's coming out. I hear that darker. It's going to be a 4,000-pound car. I don't care. They can they can introduce a 850 behind-the-asshole power Cobra or GT500. If it weighs 4,000-plus pounds, it doesn't matter. Right now, you can tune a C8. They make, Magnuson makes 2650 kits for a c8 they're saying 800 rear wheel horsepower is possible on a c8 corvette on the street a c8 800 horsepower a supercharged corvette dog walks dog walks any gg 500 they even make it a thousand roll it's different <clears throat> i don't know if it's a joke i don't know you bet you you know, a lot of truth has been said in jest. Um, robot prescription, subscription in the cyber truck. Base Lightning might as well be a one-on-one RC car. Been tuned by Lund for four years. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> it's about time. The, actually, I received an email from a guy today. So you're going to see a lot of people start to merge. Tuning is like a four-lane highway that is under construction. And the last lane left as you merge is Lund Racing. You're going to see it. You're going to see all these lanes converging into one. The people that were getting their tuning elsewhere are now scrambling. They're like, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, what's happening? Oh, my God, oh, my God. And then they're like, fuck, I have to go to Lund Racing. So you don't think I personally 
have a list of people that I never want to get or learn tune? I have a list right here. Do you think all that shit you've talked, all that shade you threw, all that trying to get motherfuckers fired type shit, anything like that is, has been forgotten by the people at Lund? We, we hold grudges, bro. So if you're merging from the tuning lane and you got to get in the Lund lane, you might have to switch platforms because you're probably not going to get a tune from Lund. Woof, it's going to be stuffed. So, yeah, right. Imagine getting a tune from Mustang Lifestyles for like your 1,000 horsepower GT500. I mean, laughable. Laughable. Because it's one thing to have a base file. So let's say let's say there's 2018 and under. Lund tunes out there in the wild. Go ahead. Tune the car. You know when the rubber meets the road is when you have to adjust that tune. When all of a sudden that tune either didn't take or the customer upgrades the tuning. Yeah, I want to run Sonoco 260 GT and I want to run an FIC 1650. Uh, I don't have that as a base file. I know, dickhead. By the way, I want to make it a return style fuel system. Oh, I need a, I have a Gen 3. I want to do DI delete, return style fuel system, FIC 1650s, E85. Oh, by the way, I want second gear leave tune. And I want the shift to be at 8,100 RPMs with drag mode forced. And I have a manual uh, built transmission. Everyone has those base files that they got that are just floating around. You're all fucked. Because now you got to adjust. And you don't have the value files. You don't have the know-how. I had a customer today that explained things so well to me that I said, boy, this guy explains it exactly, exactly how I want so he has a Gen 1 Mustang. Fast, Pro Charge, F-Series, 6R80, 275, tire, 315th, all the suspension, it hooks. This guy's a racer. Hits me up. It's shifting a little short and the lockup is a little early. So I look at the shifts and they're at 7,100. And the lockup brings the trans down so much because it happens at like 110 miles an hour. That it dragged it down to 5,900 RPMs. So he says, this is what I want. I want the 1-2 to hit about 75, 7,600. The 2-3 to hit about 8,000. Lock the converter at 113 miles an hour. Because right now it's locking at 110. Wouldn't you know it? That log looked boom, boom, lock up. And it didn't drag it all the way down. It stayed in that in that beautiful meat of the power zone of the Pro Charger. And then it carried him through. He goes, I gained four miles an hour in the eighth just with that tune. Meaning it didn't drag it down. It carried the power through. I'm like, when guys explain it like that and really know what they're talking about, I say, get me a video. Get me a log. This guy was super good at logging and explaining. So imagine you're a guy that got stolen tunes. And now you have to adjust based on the customer's expectations. And you don't even know where to go to make the converter lock later. On a Gen 1. On a Gen 2 or 3, even more difficult. What's up, Nickel White? I saw you driving your car. I saw that you sold your, your wife's car. It was being tuned by a competitor. So hopefully that transmission's okay. But yeah, what's up, brother? <laughs> Pretty sure I'm on that list because Mr. Lund... Like 72, 73 Mustangs, and I said uh, it's the worst to get. <laughs> ML out there blowing up people's coyotes. 
Um, is there a new champion of the dog water tuner? Uh, Bama has been dethroned. I don't think Bama has been relevant since 2000 and I want to say 15 or 16. New Carver needs to be under 3,800 and at least a stick option. I agree. Ford would surprise me uh, pleasantly if a new Cobra or GT500 variant was super lightweight, made 850 horsepower, and stick shift. I would, I would sit there and give them their flowers and go. <laughs> Even if it's not tunable for a year, that's a badass platform. 800 horsepower, 3,800 pounds. Stick, bro, all day. I'd go Bama any day over Mustang Lifestyles tuning. Me too, all day. Badger, badger, rat making noises. Uh, yeah. So I got you. Got to understand, like, there's going to be a merge happening, and it's going to be happening pretty fast. By the way, Senior is trying his best to get everything done for World Cup. It is coming down to the wire. He's going to want to get some testing in before World Cup. If that doesn't happen, obviously, Mod Nationals will be a thing. So we'll see where we end up but the car looks phenomenal if you guys see the work that senior is putting 13 to 14 hour days in every day to get that car up on the dyno to make some power to then get it to a track to test to then maybe make world cup november 1st that'll be a very interesting thing to see if that car hammers out everything's good but it's coming down to the wire so is brian luna brian luna mexico racing league they're like Literally, on the clock. Was Bama ever relevant? So, Bama was an interesting thing. Um, Bama Tuning, um, they had their own in-house tuners. And it used to be from some guys who, you know, did SCT stuff back in the day. They tuned NA Mustangs and uh, GT500 only. But not Coy like Coyote stuff they were really bad at. Like, exceptionally bad at. And... They never did supercharged Coyotes, which I always thought, why did they do supercharged GT500s, but not supercharged Coyotes? I thought that was very a very interesting caveat. Yeah, 800 horsepower stick, but it phones home. I'm okay with that. Because how many cars right now are out there that make 800 horsepower and are stick and are 3,800 pounds? Not many. That one is uh, probably one to get. Monas moving to Orlando 2024, if I recall correctly. No, Bradenton. Bradenton, Ken Phillips. Oh, 2024? Maybe. I don't know. Senior superhero, absolutely. Ford can put the DCT in the Cobra. I don't give a fuck, but I don't, don't take away my stick shift option. There's too much shit Bama won't even tune for. I don't think you can get a tune for an intake or manifold swap. Wow. PO174, tuner alone told me I'm running 30-ish percent lean and check for vacuum leaks, but I can't find anything. I'm about to throw the whole car away. Don't do that, dope. Don't do that. Verify everything. Verify that the math is correct. Verify that your O-rings are seated properly in the um, injectors. Verify that you don't have any spacers on the O2s. Smoke check the car. And if all is verified, then say, Lund, I've checked everything. Can you check the tune? And if he verifies the tune is legit or he can re-export the tune. And you know what's happened a lot with TDN? You guys don't upload the tune. You think the tune is in. Oh, yeah, the tune's in. Are you sure? Yeah. I'm like, I don't think so. So then I say, do me a favor, reflash the same tune. Magically, it comes back. Nickel says, do you believe NMRA World Finals tech me six times in the 860 class? I put the top dog in points out in the first round. 
Any benefits to revving an ESS above 7,500? Yes, centrifugals keep making power the more you rev them. Why is that the go-to for lunch 10 or 80 shift points? It's it's the go-to because that's where we see in a 10 or 80, if you're a G2 at 120 millimeter, you ain't going fast, okay? If you want to make 8,000 shifts on pump gas with a 120 millimeter on a G2, that's peasant shit. If you are a G3X, E85, and you want to be max effort, we'll shift that up. We'll shift that circuit to 77, 7800. This 8,000 RPM shit, guys, it, it, on a G2 with a 120, get the fuck out of my life. Free tunes for life, remember that? Remember they give you a plaque? Remember they gave you a plaque when you got tuned? Tuned by Bama, and it says Alejandro Flores. I wish I kept that plaque. I think I burned it in a video. Use brake clean to check for vacuum leaks around your manifold. How would you do that? How would you do that? You think the car just automatically revs really high? Sometimes the leak is so minor, but the widebands pick it up that it's difficult to shove flammable fluid on a hot engine. I'm good. Don't draw, Don't throw the car away. Log, then drive it into a ditch. Yeah, log that. If you drive it into a ditch... Log that. Alex, you don't tune FIC 6050 for pump gas? No, it's dumb. Looking to run 29 PSI turbos, but would like to run pump gas sometimes. I know it won't drive well. If you know it won't drive well and you can agree to a disclaimer, sure, we'll, we'll tune you on it. I purchased Chewy's Porter Boss Manifold. Don't know who the fuck that is. Dude does great work. Gained three miles an hour with my 1320 Porter 18 That's bullshit. You're telling me a ported manifold versus ported manifold gained three miles an hour in the same condition, same weight, same everything. You are a liar. This porting shit makes me laugh. Three miles an hour is like 50 or 60 horse, bro. You're telling me a car went from 120 to 120. What's it take for a car to go 120 to go 123? Or 127 to 130? Like if your car went from 89 miles an hour to 92, I believe it. But 120 to 123 from port versus port? You mean a ported 1320 manifold versus a ported chewy manifold? Somehow gain 20 to 30 more horsepower? Get out of my life with that shit. Please get out of my life with that shit. Stop the lies. Stop the fucking cap, bro. Cap as fuck. Get out of here. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah, three miles an hour. Oh, okay. Did you happen to go on a 58-degree night versus a 88-degree night? Oh, yeah, what's that matter? Everything. That's why I don't believe porting bullshit. You know how you have to do it? Back-to-back dyno shit on a hub dyno too, not a dyno jet. Hub dyno, no slip. Boom, 1320 manifold. Boom, take it off. Boom, put the Chewy manifold on. Boom. If it makes 20 more horse on the same manifold with the same port or different port, I'll believe it. That is cap as shit. Um, he took a dump before running again. <laughs> Ported by Turvy. I prayed for you, bro. Hope you're feeling okay overall. What's he talking about? Uh, any false knock tips? I messed you. I miss. I messaged your Patreon with more info. I'll answer you on Patreon. All right, guys. I'm gonna get out of here. Thank you very much for hanging out with me on a Tuesday. Dodge won the horsepower wars. Chevy maybe won the aftermarket wars in the 2000s. And Ford won the performance wars. I guess you want to put it that way. But Ford, Mustang, and F-150 came out as the better performing vehicles of that era. Dodge came out as having the most horsepower in most vehicles 
in that era. So if in some distant future, somebody tells me, boy, Dodgers must have been mopping everything up, you could say, not really. If anything, F-150s and Mustangs on rolls were doing really well. Chevy was kind of non-existent, in my opinion, during that era, in terms of really fast stuff. But the Horsepower Wars, stock for stock, by far, was won by Dodge. All right, I'm out of here. Check me out on Thursday. Hang out with you guys for a little bit for YDBT Daily. And tomorrow, the dating channel will be on. So check me out on the dating channel tomorrow. We'll talk some dating stuff. All right, guys, have a good rest of your night. Thanks for hanging with me. I'll get on Patreon, and I'll answer whatever questions are on there before I go to sleep tonight. And then I'll get back on it, um, trying to make some video. I might do 60 to 130 tomorrow night after the dating channel because it is nice and cool outside. So I might do that and upload it as a short on this channel. Have a good rest of your night. See you guys later. Bye.